Peace, everyone. Peace, peace, peace. My name is Jamar Jabari, um, and welcome to another episode of the Unsavory Politic. Today's episode, we talk about two things, the height of greed and war fatigue. The height of greed, I want to break down the capitalist system on two aspects the things that we would do well i wouldn't want to say we the things that the ruling class would do to make money to capitalize the whole point of capitalism is to expand when these people are expanding and the reason why they become monopolies in these businesses is because they have to always kick back to their stockholders there's us to always be able to grow and build as much wealth until there's no more wealth to build i guess that's exactly what they want to do so when we getting to for instance all the wars that we have had we only had a 20-year period of peace within this young country it has always been about profit and profit under resources especially you cannot say that the ukraine war has nothing to do with our oil the ukraine war is everything to do just as much as the nato expansion just as much as the security issues that russia has experienced um and then also said and just as much as the civil war that has happened in ukraine it is all about a hegemonic control for the u.s and also profits over the people well let's look into um the new new york times article that just came out actually so i want to give you an example about this damn pipeline the North Stream 2 pipeline, which was a pipeline that was um, blown up. And Seymour Hersh's article explained that the pipeline was blown up by the U.S. I need people, it's going to be in the link below about his article, but I need people, if you really want to be informed about these things, the Western media mainstream is not going to cover it to the full extent which is what we're going to see here in this new New York Times article. Um, you can look it up on um, the New York Times. It's called the Intelligent. The Intelligence Suggests Pro-Ukrainian Group Sabotage Pipelines. This is a response um, to try to discredit uh, Seymour Hirsch for doing his due diligence on trying to explain we are going was planning to destroy that pipeline and we actually successfully did destroy that pipeline but they do not want us to know that they this is a big cover-up because it has repercussions we're talking about economic repercussions um for germany not even just for russia and we are selling liquid gas you can look it up four times the price to europe because this pipeline is done 
So it's just so miraculously that we're not involved in one of the most biggest war crimes ever um, in history, but we're still reaping the benefits of getting Europeans to pay four times the value of liquid gas. Um, how is that just a coincidence that we're able to do that? So I just want to read a little bit from this article. I think it's very comedic. Um, they basically threw Ukraine under the bus as well, too. Let's see. The U.S. officials uh, declined to disclose the nature of the intelligence, how it was obtained, or any details of the strength of the evidence of the evidence it contains. They have said that there are no firm conclusions about it, leaving open the possibility that the operation might have been conducted off the books by a proxy force with communications to the Ukrainian government or its security services. Some intel U.S. and European speculation centered a possible uh, Russian culpability, especially uh, given its prowess in the undersea operation through it, and it's unclear what motivation the Kremlin will have in sabotaging the pipeline, given that they have been an important source of revenue means for Moscow to expert, I mean, to exert influence over Europe. Uh, blah, 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 influence. Um, oil from Russia has been a big dependency to Europe since the USSR. Um, this has been a thing for a long time. So, I just find it very hilarious when people are automatically just on the all Russian is evil side and all this stuff. They, the U.S. did not know uh, that the implications of of this oil industry will rupture uh, Europe. And you can look all throughout Europe. You can look all throughout Europe and tell that people are protesting, even though they don't want to cover it. People are protesting and they are protesting because they are not in agreement with this war and plus their econ the economy in their countries is decreasing which is making it harder for it to survive and now we're sitting here where they are literally blaming either it was the russians or ukrainians let's go on the russian side russia and germany put this pipeline together as a coalition so they can so, so they can have a better business on getting fuel towards you uh europe over billions of dollars they spent. Why would they waste billions of dollars with this pipeline? It makes absolutely no sense. If you are a business person, you will be saying to yourself, yeah, that makes no sense. Why didn't that fuck would we give billions of dollars to get this pipeline together and then we just want to blow it up? No, that's just, it's it's not logical, people. It's It's not logical. It's not logical. It's not logical. And I keep saying that because that is the, the, the dispute that people literally want to believe because of the Russia phobic rhetoric that they have been taught in this country. I don't care if you don't give a fuck about Russia, but do not be fooled by these idiots. And then they're, they go on to blame Ukrainians as well, too. They are cash cows, but now all of a sudden they have to blame the Ukrainians. And... Uh, it, it, dude, let's just keep reading real 
good. Let's just keep reading. I want you guys to really see what's going on. You can read this article for yourself. I'm going to read some parts here. Officials said there were still enormous gaps in what U.S. spies agencies and their European partners knew about what transpired. But officials said it might constitute the first significant lead to emerge from several closely guarded investigations, the conclusion of which could have profound implications for the coalition supporting Ukraine. Any suggestion of Ukrainian involvement, whether direct or indirect, can upset the delicate relationship between Ukraine, Germany, storing support around a German public that has swallowed high energy prices in the name of solidarity they're 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 already recognizing it right there that germany economic crisis is a big fucking deal uh that's officials who have been bribed the intelligence are divided about how much weight to put on this new information all of them all of them spoke on conditions of animosity to discuss classified intelligence and matters of sensitive uh diplomacy the u.s officials said the new intelligence report has increased their optimism and americans and partners in europe can find information which can allow them to reach a firm conclusion about the, per the perpetrators it is unclear how long that process will take american officials recently discussed the intelligence with the european counterparts who have taken the lead in the investigation of the attack which by the way sweden and i believe it was finland as well too they did their own uh, professional investigation on this pipeline and they did not want to release it at first because you know why because the united states did it and seymour hirsch was correct and if you read this article more and you see what's going on you see that they're trying to say oh it was them the ukrainians they're going everything they can to cover up their mistakes but if you look into their speeches for instance uh joe biden literally said we will put it into the north stream pipeline he said that out of his mouth. And then you got Newland. Uh, she was joking about how it's just a hunk of metal under the sea. That hunk of metal under the sea has contributed to an economic collapse for Germany. They, How dare you joke about that while you're also literally bullying the Europeans to pay you four times the amount for liquid gas. This is a heist. This is mafia shit. And it is a war crime. And the fact that people are not outraged about this is absolutely stupid. Now, listen, you think this is bad. Let's talk about how much money. Let's talk about how much money these contractors have made. I have that information as well, too. And I would like to thank um, the Liberation News for doing their due diligence to cover this story um comrade amanda yee shouts out to you now let's let's see how much money what is it when we talk about the height of greed what does greed looks like when you're willing to start wars upon wars and don't say that they're they don't want to prolong war the war in syria is still prolonged the war in afghanistan was 20 years i am 30 years old that was majority of my life and the war in afghanistan is still not over because they are withholding money 
billions of dollars from the Afghanistan people because they do not like the Taliban. And this is starving the people. I don't care what you think about what the Taliban done. The whole point of the situation I thought was to get rid of the Taliban. While you make all that money with over fucking oil, but the Taliban is still involved. So you lost. And now all these women and children our families are suffering. And it's because you want to withhold their money. Yemen. Yemen is still going on. So do not tell me that they do not want to use Ukraine as an experiment as the European Afghanistan. <clears throat> Let's look at this article. You can look at, look up this article on Liberation News. It's called Six Warmongers Think Tank and the Military Contractors That Fund Them. Number one, Center of Strategic, of strategic and International Studies. 500,000. Well, actually, let's go to the top, give you a synopsis. From producing um, reports and analysts for the U.S. policymakers to enlist rep representatives to write a ads, sorry, and corporate media to providing talking heads for corporate media to interview and give quotes. Uh, think takes play a fundamental role in shaping both U.S. foreign policy and public participation around the foreign policy. Um, leaders at this at this uh, leaders at the top think tanks like the Atlantic Council and the Hudson Institution have even been called upon to set focus priorities for the House Intelligence Committee. However, one look at the the funding sources of most influential think tanks uh, reveals whose interests they really serve. That is the U.S. military and the defense contractors, the ecosystem of overlaying networks of government institutions, think tanks, and de defense contractors is where U.S. foreign policy is derived. Revolving door existence amongst these three sectors, for example, uh, before Biden appointed head of the Pentagon, Lloyd Austin took his current position. He sat on the board of directors at Raytheon. So business and government, well, you will always see work hand to hand before Austin appointment, current defense policy advisor. Michelle Fournay was also in the running for the position. Fournay sat on the board of Boom Allen Hamilton, another major Pentagon defense contractor. These defense contractors also work together with the tanks like the Center for Strategic and International Studies to organize conferences attended by national security officials. On top of all this, since the end of the Cold War, intelligence analysts by the CIA and the NSA, they go your biggest fucking spies. While we're worried about balloons, the CIA and the NSA is busy as fuck. Snowden warns you about the NSA. Don't pretend that they're not done. As increasingly been contracted out to the same defense companies like Bay Systems and Lockheed and Martin, uh, amongst others, a major conflict of interest. In other words, the corporations are the position to produce intelligence uh, reports with, with raising the alarm of U.S. enemy, and that's in quotation, nations, so they can sell more military equipment. Now, this is literally, before I continue, this is literally the way it is. This is literally the way it is. 
And if anyone want to pretend that we are not big business with selling arms and bombing people across the world just to keep up our capital, I need you to literally get a reality check because we are not investing and building people infrastructure and road initiatives that China is doing. We're not investing in sending our doctors or any type of healthcare programs to these other countries like Cuba has been doing for a while now. We are investing in death. Your government invests in death. And in order for them to make money off of death, they need to sell arms 24-7 so they can build capital on death. And that's just the the, the bottom line, if anybody wants to dispute that, you tell me where else is we're getting billions of dollars in sales that's not about death and arms. Let me tell you, though, and of course, these are the same defense companies that donate hundreds of thousands of dollars each year to think to think tanks get security priorities. Uh, listed below are six of some of the most influential foreign policy think tanks along with how much is the contribution they received from the defense contractors in the last year. All funding uh, information for the policy institution was gathered from the most recent and annual report that was uh, available online. Also, note that this list is compiled from that makes the information publicly available. So you can see this. <laughs> You can see this. You can see this. It's available. <laughs> uh, many think tanks, uh, such as the Hawkish Enterprise Institute, do not release donation sources publicly. Okay. So, number one, make sure my screen is big because people say, dude, I can't see your screen sometimes. I got you, bros. And, and everybody else. <laughs> the Center of Strategic International Studies. Look at all that money, huh? Yeah. The Center for a New American Security. The Hudson Institute. Atlantic Council. Interna International Institute for Strategic Studies. And the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. It's a big business. War is a big business. And when you read War is a Racket, it opens up your mind. When you see shit like this that's happening currently today, it makes you question the reason why we are defending a corrupt country like Ukraine, which was literally called the one of the most corrupt countries in the world, toppled their government with a mother effing CIA uh, bipartisan effort. And Zelensky wins getting rid of a Nazi president. But you see that he can't even do anything because of the powers that be. So this is why 24-7 we talk about Russia, Ukraine, uh, war in general, because 
all of this is not about democracy. This is about profit. This is about building capital, expanding U.S. hegemony. And when they feel threatened, they need to start wars like this. <clears throat> I mean, here, here, here's the problem, um, guys. And I, I think that the importance, you know, instead of just sitting here listening, we're going to move on to another subject. But instead of sitting here listening um, to these people that that are literally lying to us. And they're always bringing up this propaganda about how this is an effort that's happening in the war and all this stuff. The big picture is this. Hundreds and thousands of Ukrainians and Russian Ukrainians and Russians are dead. Hundreds of thousands are dead because of this bullshit. They are dead because of the industrial process the military industrial project uh the material the military industrial complex they are dead because of imperialism they are dead because it is profit over people the united states does not give a damn about ukrainians if they did they would have took heed to what biden said in the 90s which you can look up that ukraine um, be, needs to stay neutral and expanding NATO will be a security conflict to Russia. They don't care about the ethnic Russian Ukrainians in the Donbass regions that were shelled and murdered for eight years since 2014 in the Civil War by the Kiev regime. They do not care about Ukrainians. They don't care about Russian Ukrainians. They do not care about Russians. They care about profit they care about u.s hegemony and uh, you can unfollow me whatever you want but this is the truth when you look at where the money is at when you look at who is getting the money you will find the truth you will find the truth now i want to go into another segment um, let's talk about domestic policy, uh, politics here. Uh, we have, I've, we talked about the Norfolk uh, Southern. We talked about Norfolk Southern, and they are now talking about after all these derailments, they want to actually, for the first effing time, talk about safety precautions. <laughs> Norfolk Southern says it's making safe. After two of the company trains Dio in month, the six point plan on boost safety. The plan includes the enhancement of the hot bearing detectors, which can trigger an alarm if a potential failure or high temperatures are detected. We're cooperating with the NTSB, we're cooperating with the local, state, federal resources to make sure that we invest to get them full. There were no injuries reported in the most recent Norfolk Southern says and those train cars were carrying hazardous material. The derailment last month in East Palestine, Ohio, did have hazardous materials and the National Transportation Safety Board can use. 
So what does this mean? I don't even want to, you know, I could pull out the articles. I could talk about how much profit they have made throughout the years, how much money they have put into the Democratic Party, how much money they have put into the Republicans, the the uh, the, the main Western media here in MSNBC files or whatever. Um, but the issue in the matter is this. They are saying this because this is what they need people to listen to so we don't keep the outrage going. They are saying this so we can calm the fuck down. Do you really, really, really think? I need people to understand. There has been 2,000 moments this year. People just dumbass literally said that it happens on a regular basis. And he's mad that he's now getting flack for it. That's why he's telling people, oh, this happens on a regular basis. Like, okay, why does it happen on a regular basis? Because they don't care. The infrastructure is so damn old. They got shit there from the fucking Civil War era. And now all of a sudden, after all these goddamn years, after all these goddamn derailments and shit, after after all these damn plants, and not plants, uh, yeah, plants, fish, all these animals dead, all these people getting rashes are dying as well, too. After all of that, they finally want to say, oh, we have a safety plan. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. And they're going to be slow like molasses if they actually going to do it. I want to see if they're going to actually do this because it's profit over people in this country. And they are only talking about this because it's a hot button issue. Just like how they try to bury the pipeline bullshit. Currently, they're trying to bury this too. And they feel like crap because these are Democrats involved. And the Democrats need to get the same type of heat that if Trump was in office or if Bush was in office, hell, if Ron DeSantis fucking won the damn primary and moves, and moves on to the presidency, I need to see the same smoke that you give the red crowd to the blue crowd. Because at the end of the day, it's not about versus red and blue. It's about the people versus the fucking fucked up system. And what system is that? Capitalism. It's about poor Versus the rich. And the rich will always fuck over the poor. Always. Until we all come together. And actually hold this government accountable. We need to change this system. I have the optimistic. The optimistic belief. That we can change this system. Because we have done it before. We put them on edge in the 1960s. We could put them on edge in the 2020s. We can do that. But I give my solidarity to Norfolk, um, to, to everyone that is workers, that does not have any control of what's going on, to the working people in East Palestine, to everyone that is literally affected by these derailments. I give my condolences to you and my solidarity because this should have never happened. If we live in the richest country in the world, we should have an infrastructure just as great as other countries. But we don't. 
because it's profit over the people. And I end that with saying that. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. If you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link bar, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day.